Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, what's going on? It's Duke Day. We are ready to roll. We are back. We are back. We are so back. Let's go. Duke at Breslin Center. First time since 1937, seemingly. This is going to be an awesome one. Is that When is the last time Duke was at the Breslin? It's, it's been a very long time. Uh, I don't know if it's been inside this decade. Uh, this could have been something I absolutely positively could have looked up before we started recording. Oh, it's okay. But I'm almost positive it has not been inside this decade. Okay. Well, either way, Duke's coming to town and it is number one versus number two. Wait, hold on. Let me... Oh, number 10 versus number 11. Number... One versus number two as far as teams outside of the top nine go. As far as Roman numerals go. Yes. It is number Maybe. one versus number two. <laughs> okay. So that's pretty sweet. No, I mean, both teams lose stupid games, and now it's 10 versus 11, and it's still... Uh, yeah, no one cares about the game anymore, you know? Yeah, no yeah. one cares. No yeah. one cares. It's, I mean, yeah. it's no Louisville, Michigan. No, sir. No, sir Bob. Um... We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about Michigan State and Duke. Um, we are going to <laughs> not talk about the uh, football banquet awards. 2003. <laughs> 2003 was the last time Duke came to Breslin Center. Sorry. See, I didn't think I, it was that long ago. 2003. That is uh, three years after 2000. Uh, 2003. Yes. Fantastic. So we'll talk is about that podcast? Mich- oh, that's sorry. the end of the show. We'll talk okay. about Michigan State Duke. Uh, we'll talk about Michigan State's performance so far and sort of some important context that is probably getting left out and something we should kind of address and should sort of paint the season a little bit for sure. Uh, we're going to play a game, a new game. We've got a game for you called Tomorrow's Takes. Mm-hmm. It is completely original, not ripped off from any other sports entertainment property where we will deliver takes that will be uh, the takes of tomorrow as it relates to Michigan State and Duke. That's a great second idea, Will. Oh, thanks. That's a great one. Yeah, I was just sitting around like, hmm, what new cutting edge thing could I develop in terms of segments? Uh, But we're going to start. We're going to start with something that's not Michigan State. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, the University of Michigan fandom, if you will. Uh, wow. and, and on, on the week they play in Indy? That's yeah, very yeah. unkind of you. Okay. The week they're playing for their fifth consecutive Big Ten championship. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Um, there's some I, well, things... I did not know this. We were going to uncork this one right off the top. This is very exciting. Yeah, there's some wow. things we gotta we got to talk about. So we'll do that here in just a second. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get... These episodes to your phone every single day. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get podcasts. So on the show, I don't like talking about other schools a ton, especially not the University of Michigan. It's usually, you know, I like to focus inward uh, on Michigan State. Um, But there was a blog post published yesterday on the just world-famous wonderful piece of the internet that is the MGO blog. I see. Matt, yes. did, Matt, how much of this did you read? Two and a half sentences, I think. Okay. Um, and then I felt like I could fill in the blanks after sure. that. I was like, oh, I, I've read this 57,000 times before. Yeah. It, it, how is this different other than the date? 
I mean, it's not. So it it was a rehash of a combination of a few things. Um, a Michigan's reason the reason Michigan doesn't compete at the highest level is because their academic standards are so high yes, and they yes. truly care about education, unlike every other mm-hmm. school. Correct. Right. Uh, everyone else is cheating. They're not. Right. Essentially. Um, and it was very, very critical, um, very sanctimonious towards Justin Fields uh, for taking online fo- or online classes during football season and for other players, um, you know, cheating scandals, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, that is a little crazy that a kid's taking online classes in the year 2019. I mean, how are we supposed to assume that everyone can take an online class in 2019, especially yes. Justin Fields? Like, Yeah, and, and insinuating that he's not even taking the classes or anything like that, even if that's all true. Mm-hmm. Ohio State certainly, um, according to this, Michigan fan. It's the only school where that type of stuff happens, or at least it doesn't happen at the University of Michigan. Columbus is the only place in the continental United States with uh, Wi-Fi. Yes, yes, that is true. And so I'm just—I don't know if this is a new trend that I'm noticing, or you know, sometimes things are obvious to you, Mm -hmm. and you just need it set a certain way, and it clicks. Like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, no duh. I think that's something that really talented writers are really good at is. Saying something you know to be true, but saying it like in a way that like, oh yeah, I guess I didn't consider that. Of course, that's uh, a universal truth, or that's something yes. that you know. That's just a, a skill that someone has, and so I, I'm just sort of realizing. And this is also coupled with uh, the reaction around the new basketball rankings, and this is sort of how it relates to Michigan State is that it seems like Michigan has a really tough time. Michigan and their fans have a really tough time having success without needing to bring others into that success. Does that make sense? Like they can't be ranked number four without mentioning who's ranked behind them in basketball, specifically Mm -hmm. Michigan state. Look at me. Please care about me. Yes, please. I'm begging you. No, I don't care that it's just November and these are basketball rankings. Look at me. Look, why aren't you looking at me? Why aren't you looking at me? Yeah. Give yeah, me attention. And it's it's really admirable, especially from the basketball standpoint, that they formed that perspective in just one day of fandom. It's not bad. And especially coming off a year where I think MSU won the series against Michigan last year yes. in basketball. Maybe. Yes. Hold on. I could look that up. Oh, yeah, they did. That's right. Um, I think I'd try to not bring up basketball right now because didn't this kind of all happen last year almost to a T like they got off to a hot start mm-hmm. we were off to an okay start mm-hmm. uh the whole season's a little fuzzy for me there wasn't a lot of memorable things that happened so correct me if I'm wrong but <laughs> I think it turned out okay for us maybe maybe I don't know yeah it's not like there's just a ton of recent history to perhaps tap the brakes um but something I'm noticing and this is kind of the grander larger point and you know, I don't think it's true of many other fan bases, but how much time, you know, I'll just, I'll give the take. I'm not even going to ask a, a rhetorical sure. question to get the opinion out there. Nah, go for it. Michigan fans seemingly don't spend any time talking about their own team. No, 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 no. It's, it's the refs. It's the weather. It's online classes taken at a university. That's- yes. Yeah. It's the uh, Holy Trinity. They, yes. they like when we're being critical, we don't talk about Michigan 
cheating, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State cheating. Like we we keep that pretty inward here. Pretty inward fo- for, focusing program. Excuse me. I don't know why talking. it's so hard to just say that your team is not good and it's been a letdown of a season and your head coach is steering the program not in the direction that was promised with everything that's given to him. Yeah. Like that, that's not hard for us to do that. No, I I, I don't it's know easy. why it's it's hard for other fan bases as a whole to wrap their head around it. But yeah, and I, I it think it is what it is. I think that's the grand thing that is just always driving the dislike, not just from Michigan State or Ohio State, from nationwide towards Michigan fandom. Like, it's what, them and Notre Dame? Everyone wants to see them, Notre Dame, Duke basketball, and Alabama football lose? Yeah. There's a there's a few teams that everyone just likes to see lose because they're mm-hmm. just hateable for a number of reasons. But I think it, it, that's playing a big role in it is, like, just talk about your own team like yeah your Just basketball yeah. your basketball team even when they're good your basketball team's ranked number four you don't always have to be comparing uh yourself to us <laughs> in the middle of or the beginning of december when it comes to ap polls um, it's crazy or like even during the thanksgiving tournament which was great it was awesome two blowout wins over top yeah. 10 teams and at the end of the night on thanksgiving i'm hopping on twitter and i'm seeing people say like oh well well it didn't take msu this long to win this many games like you're thinking about us after a top 10 road win on the on thanksgiving day on ohio state week don't like literally anything else to do right now i mean okay we're flattered thank you i guess um it can't be an enjoyable way to consume sports uh, no, <laughs> like everything no. is through the lens of what do my rivals, what do my opponents think of this? What do they think of me now? Like we as Michigan State, a community, always get pegged as insecure, always looking for validation, always looking for respect, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a program, an athletic program in the country more deserving of that title than the one in Ann Arbor. Like, ah, uh, but the running back, the running back said little brother 13 ah, years ago. Yes. So he got us <laughs> like they can't do a thing without trying to get at somebody. And then when they can't get at somebody, you go to online classes <laughs> or you say like, oh, our recruiting's not there, even though every off season we it's hear about there. recruiting like, oh, Okay, but yeah. So uh, I I don't know how far these fallback plans keep going, but I feel like we're close to the top. But I don't know. They they always got something else. Well, they're at the point now where they are calling for the head of the guy who's coordinated top ten defenses every year he's been at the school. Um, you got to have a fall guy that's not <laughs> your eight million dollar head coach. I mean, listen, it's you, you, it, it can't be him. It can't possibly be that guy so it's gotta be someone else can't possibly be the guy who's a supposed expert on the other side of the ball that has held the program back uh for a number of years but yeah Uh, quarterback whisperer though he's got a few nfl quarterbacks in the league right now so jake rudock yeah oh my god of course good player Shea patterson came back from uh doing the whole nfl thing this year just to come back for the season too he would have been top two round but so yeah i'm back i just i that was going around monday and it was just like Stop. Just stop. Or don't. Honestly, don't. <laughs> it's it's fine. It, 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 it'll always be like this. Um, so embrace it and have fun with it, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Does our team suck? Oh, my. Oh, my God. 
Oh, of course our football team is horrible. But yeah, is it nice to see things backfire? Uh, oh, certainly. And then when it does backfire, paint yourself into the corner of, well, it's not it's not our fault. What what can we do about this? Rashawn Gary turned down $300,000 from Clemson to play at U of M because we don't cheat. This is a problem we can't fix if we're ethical. Like, uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I've had more fun with Michigan State football the last month than Michigan fans have had with their team. <laughs> and that's a, that's that's saying a lot. It depends what you think is fun, yeah. If, if you like the sick kind of fun, which oh, I, mean, I think we both do. Just leaning uh, in, yeah. <laughs> tweeting, at, right. tweeting at the Quick Lane Bowl. Like, let's the, we're doing this thing, we're doing oh, it. I got to tell you about this restraining order I just got filed <laughs> against me. I can't come within a half mile of Ford Field for the next five years, but oh, man. that won't stop me on December 26th, if it all works out. We're open. Get at us, Quick Lane Bowl. Do all it. right. Let's uh, stop talking about Michigan and start talking about the actual uh, team that you came here to hear about and uh, the game they're playing tonight. Uh, We'll talk about Michigan State taking on Duke. That sound you hear is my dog itching herself under my desk. That's great. Mm. Just shaking everything. Thanks for doing that. You're the best. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come with you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On, and as always, visit LockedOnPodcast.com/offers to see all the offers we have from Locked On sponsors. All right, Matt. Okay, well, Michigan State. Yes. Duke. Oh yeah. A matchup. Of yes. A rematch. That tips off at one thirty-three in the morning tonight. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's a, a rematch of a team that, for sure, was at least national runner-up uh, and a mm-hmm. team that was probably out in the second round of the NCAA tournament, if I'm remembering correctly. Certainly. One team had three top-ten picks. The other one had none. Um, yeah, I can't figure how Team B would beat Team A in any circumstance, especially in the NCAA tournament. With so much at, at stake, you've had a whole season to gel with one another, too. I mean... After, what, 20-some, 30-some games, you'd figure three top ten picks could gel mm-hmm. themselves to a Final Four at the very least. But national runner-up's not bad, I guess, for them. So Yeah, so great season for Duke, as always. Um, mm-hmm. Michigan State just, you know, Tom Izzo, I think he's losing it. Yeah, once again, he went out of the first weekend. So. so, all right, let's look at some numbers here. Michigan State is number one in Ken Palm. Duke is number five has the number 21 offense, number four defense, and they are the 50th fastest team in the country. They play very, very, very fast, Matt. They do, and they score a lot of points as well uh, because they get a lot of shots up. Uh, But they're not, like, the greatest shooting team, uh, if my research proves correct. Like, I don't know. They're they're in the upper third of the nation, but Mm -hmm. they're not, like, elite by any means, which is kind of... Kind of what I like to see. Yeah. Uh, so now we don't like to see injuries at all either. But no. Cassius Stanley being out too, like that, that hurts Duke a lot. Fifty percent field goal shooter, forty-seven percent from three. He will be enjoying this game from either Durham or the sidelines, depending on if he travels with the team or not. So yeah. hopefully he heals fast. But that's going to be a big loss for Duke tonight. That certainly takes a little bit of the luster off of it, and. Stanley was the guy we were kind of pegging as who's going to go absolutely nuclear against Michigan State this game. <laughs> I still think it'll be Jack White. I still think I still it's going to be Jack White. I think um, it's going to be Jack White. Yes. Yeah. Jack White, who is out there to make threes, 
uh, but doesn't really make threes. Thirty um, percent shooter. Yes, that's uh, problematic. He's looking like me out there. It's so very rough. Duke is one hundred and eleventh in effective field goal percentage. 186th in turnover percentage. Uh, this is all on offense. Number six, offensive rebounding. So that's something. We're yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, and they get to the free throw line a good amount, 58th in free throw rate. So they, they don't shoot it very well. They don't shoot it well from the free throw line at all. They're a decent shooting team. Uh, they get to the glass and they get to the free throw line a ton. They shoot a ton of free throws. Um, they shoot. Not a ton of threes, which is sort of like a Duke. It's almost mm-hmm. like a Duke stereotype at this point. That's not true that much anymore because they started getting sort of a different type of player. Right. Um, but they just they don't take a ton of threes, and that's probably a good thing because they're. I mean, they're just okay at threes. They're um, what thirty five percent ish, I think, on the season from three, which is yeah. uh, not great. It's right around a hundred ninety third. So okay. You know, they're, they're okay, but it's not a team that should be lighting it up. And they really, with Stanley out, um, you know, Vernon Carey has hit a couple threes. Trey Jones shoots a decent amount, isn't very yeah. good at it. Matthew Hurt shoots a decent amount, is a little bit better at it. Wendell Moore mm-hmm. doesn't shoot a ton. Joey Baker can shoot it a little bit. Uh, Alex O'Connell can't really shoot it much. And Jack White is like, you know, they got a lot of guys who shoot it uh, just okay. And they're lower volume guys. Are there better shooters? Uh, in Cassius Stanley's kind of the exception to that, and he's not playing in this. So, yeah, it's not a game I think you have to worry about. Duke lighting it up from three, and if they start to, then just start cursing cursing the heavens, Matt. Uh, yeah, I think I will. Um, I can obviously see it happening. How can I not after seeing two players already go for 37 <laughs> against MSU this year? Yeah. Like, seeing a player go nuclear from behind the arc, uh, not a foreign concept to us. But luckily, like, their star player really isn't a three-point threat. It's just Vernon Carey in the paint. And I say yeah. just Vernon Carey in the paint to try to knock <laughs> X-Scared about it. But, like, I yeah. hate to say it. Let's, um, he's, he's pretty, let's he's talk pretty about some Vernon. Good. Yeah, let's talk about some Vernon Carey numbers. So, let's. 60% from two. Uh, which is pretty solid. He gets to the free throw line a ton. He is Mm -hmm. drawing 8.8 fouls per 40 minutes. That is second in the country. I can't believe he's only second. That's nuts. (laughs) His free throw rate is 67.4, which is 57th in the country. Uh, So that's free throws per field goal attempts. Um, And that's only because he takes a lot of shots for them. Here's the thing. He gets the line a ton. Shoots 57% from the free throw line. So, ha, bum, ha, <laughs> ha, he's, not good at basketball. <laughs> he's uh, really good on the offensive glass. He's really good on the defensive glass. He blocks shots. Uh, he's 6'10", listed at 270 pounds, which seems like a lot of pounds. <laughs> that's pounds multiple. That's, yeah. that's many pounds. Um, yeah. He's going to probably do some solid work. Um Xavier Tillman is kind of the only body you can really feel comfortable putting on him a ton. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see just because the actu- the physical size, you know, Kithier's similar height, but he's got 50 or 40 pounds on Kithier. He's got 50 pounds on Marcus Bingham. Uh, it- it's going to be a challenge for Michigan State down low, but I think given that he has only played eight games in college, given that he's kind of, I mean, he's a good player for sure. He's a little bit one-dimensional in how he plays. Like, it's gonna, it's get the ball in the post and kind of go to work from there. I guess, you know, crash the glass as well. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about him stretching it a ton. 
Um, he's not at all a passer, um, so it's not that type of big, um, like an Ethan Happ type who could play make from all over the place in the post. I think Michigan yeah. State can do enough to disrupt him, make him inefficient, make him have to really earn points, getting fouls, getting to the free throw line, you know, having to do stuff that he's not great at. So I'm not, I, you know, I think Vernon Carey's going to have a big game and I think he'll be productive. I'm not worried about him just sort of taking over and absolutely dominating the game. So do you think it's going to be kind of like a game plan that MSU sort of had last year against Duke where it's a whole like, let this guy get his and just lock down everyone else? Because that's kind of how I felt with Zion last year. Like it was like, all right, Zion's going to go for 25. Let's just all swallow that pill right now. <laughs> Let's focus on just shutting it down for yeah. the other four players on the court. Like, I almost feel like that's the way to go here. So, but again, that's way easier said than done because Zion, you could, I don't know, he, he wasn't a true five, so you could put more people on him. Uh, so, with that said, I think, Izzo, if you're listening, here's my strategy. Uh, crunch time, put Braden Burke in the game. He's got five hard fouls to five give. Hard fouls. Make sure he burns up all five hard <laughs> fouls where they go to the booth to see if it was a flagrant on all five fouls. Really <laughs> just go in there with a hammer. So they, um, so something that's going to be interesting is Duke uses pretty much eight or nine guys. Now that uh, Stanley's out. Yeah. That's like really deep for them. a deep rotation. Yeah. And part of it is that just the firepower up top isn't a ton. You know, Trey Jones plays a lot of minutes. Other than that, no one uh, no one who's playing eclipses 61% of the minutes played. Carries at 60.9. Everyone else is kind of shuffled in there. So they use a lot of guys. Um, and that's Michigan State does too. And it's going to be interesting to see kind of how I think depth is in the, in the bench is really going to matter in this one. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Especially for Duke, because if they're going to play well, I think Michigan State has a better starting group. Um, Duke's bench guys are going to have to play really well. Jack White's going to have to hit some shots. Javin Delorier is going to have to play well. Rest in peace, by the way, Javin Delorier. Rest in peace, Javin Delorier. He's going to have to recover. Do you think he's just like, they should bring Matt McQuaid and Kenny Goins and just stand him on the baseline? (laughs) They should, because not only was he posterized by McQuaid, he was also yammed on by Tillman, right? Yeah. Like, he leaves a tunnel, sees Tillman, shudders. A little worried. Yeah. yeah, I can't blame him. Yeah, the the big thing for Michigan State defensively is going to be what Cassius Winston does because Trey Jones uh, is the shortest player uh, on Duke's team, and he's six foot three. Yeah, so uh, they got a or Goldwire, but Goldwire doesn't play a ton. But so it's it's a size issue. Uh, Duke's big. That's that's going to be something they have an advantage of. You can just look at the rebounding numbers and. and Probably guess they're a pretty big team, uh, and they are. You know the Matthew Hurt matchup will. Uh, yeah, I think shake me too, especially like you know you got Tillman on carry probably. Yeah, or whatever. I I don't know who hangs with six foot nine Matthew Hurt, uh, especially a guy who could take it out to the perimeter. Yeah, and a little bit inside and shoots the ball well. Like yeah, being him probably Malik Hall. Um, <laughs> Malik Hall, right? You could probably throw him in there, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Malik Hall has been impressive with his defense. I mean, he's no Brandon Dawson, um, to say the least. But, yeah, yeah he, he's, he's been serviceable, but this is going to be his biggest test, obviously. And that's yeah. that's where I, like, see how Duke can get this done. It's like if Matthew Hurt catches fire and just like you're saying, if someone on the bench for Duke inevitably goes off. So. Yeah. And I think um, Wendell Moore is going to have to really have a game. Um, Who do you think it's him? It, Henry, right? I mean, I, I don't think I'm overthinking think that. It's he hasn't been very good. 
Um, yeah, but he's still a guy they like to use a lot. So yeah, he's. What was his? Um, yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Hold on. He was okay. Yeah, the number 29 player in the class. I was just yeah, seeing, that's healthy. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was like top 20 or 15, but he's 29th, so somewhere mm. in there. Um, this has him at six foot five, and oh no, six six. Sorry. Um, but he's he's kind of that big, um, athletic prototypical wing slasher kind of uh holy crap that guy can do a lot of things um but he just hasn't really translated quite yet he doesn't take a ton of shots yet uh he's like what fifth sixth on their team in shot percentage what like in terms of actual shots that he takes his Mm -hmm. offensive rating is 87 um you know he, he gets some offensive rebounds um doesn't isn't shooting it that particularly well doesn't get to the free throw line as much as you'd like he's just someone that like it's potential right now but it could very well it's like a rocket watch situation yeah really, to draw yeah that's a pretty like, good he, he, ha- he has it there uh he yeah. plays a good amount but the production necess- hasn't necessarily been all there but you could just feel it coming yeah like, and and for for duke to like sort of hit its ceiling he's gonna have to be someone that Starts being more efficient, you know, more of a playmaker, even more on the offensive rebounding, shooting higher percentage from two, getting the free throw line more. Um, you know, he's going to have to really cash in on that sort of recruiting pedigree, and he just hasn't a ton yet so far. Um, but it, it's liable to happen at any moment, really. And as Michigan State fans know, um, they've been a pretty good target for these breakout type performances, uh, especially against freshmen this year. Yep. So, um, and other things to look at, um, I mean, there's not a ton Dukes. I think Dukes really solid defensively. They block a lot of shots. They get steals, uh, and they turn you over a lot. That's maybe the next big spot. Michigan state's going to have to take care of the ball. Dukes 22nd in the country at forcing turnovers. And they're really good on the defensive glass. I think you know, they foul too much and they're not as great defensively against shots as you would like if you're going to be a team like Duke that wants to compete for a national championship. So Michigan State's going to have to get to the line and they're going to have to make shots. And that's not any like otherworldly analysis or anything, but that's just kind of where Duke has shown some ability to be beaten. And Michigan State's going to absolutely have to take care of the ball. Like if you turn it over a bunch. We don't have to go over what that means. Uh, it, it, it It's not good things. No. So. No, no, and now, now I'm going to be worried about that all day. Yeah, plenty of Just things. Just thinking about the about. turnovers, because I knew Duke was good at turning the ball over. <sighs> I didn't know they were that good. Yeah, 22nd so, in the country. Great. So, so with that said, MSU, minus five. Who do you got? Um, God, probably MSU. Yeah. Yeah, just because Cassius Stanley uh, is banged up, although MSU is not playing great right now. Um, well, let, let's let's talk about that in a second. That's a good transition to what we're going to talk about next. Thanks, Will. Which is how Michigan State is sort of playing right now, uh, and we'll do our uh, tomorrow's takes. I almost forgot the name of our game. Tomorrow's <laughs> takes. So we'll do that here in just a second. All right, Matt. Okay, well, I burped in that commercial break. I'm gonna have to edit that out. No, 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 keep it in. Keep, keep it, it in, in. Keep it in. Keep it in. Come on. Um, one quick question here before we move into 
what I teased. Is this a must win? Uh, no, but boy, howdy, would it be nice. <laughs> it it would just be fantastic. Because uh, I feel like if you lose, then, okay, they're not going to miss a tournament. No. Uh, I, I don't think this affects conference standings. Um, no. Perhaps not. I guess for a confidence standpoint, yeah, like that's the biggest thing that would go forward. But then again, like I, this team's been through enough adversity this year, obviously, with everything going on. But also, like last year, like they're pretty battle tested last year, certainly at times during the season. Um, yeah, like it would be cool to win, but will the panic alarm be set? Not unless they get baptized by like 35. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of where I stand on it. A win, it would be great. Loss, okay. A little bit of a bummer. Grand scheme of things, yeah, whatever. I think if you want a one seed in the tournament, this this game really matters. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because you got to get – Seton Hall's nice, um, mm-hmm. but you got to at least even that non-conference record against quality opponents. You got to. That's fair. I, I wasn't looking at it from a seed standpoint, yeah. but yeah, and that, that, that's a good long-term way to look at it. And yeah, I, I think it's accurate as well, but man – Big Ten, it's going to be a gauntlet this year. I, I don't know. This going to be very, very hard to secure a one seed with uh, everything that's going on. So Yeah, it, the conference went from like, oh, the Big Ten's down to, oh, the Big Ten has four teams that could be oh. top ten teams. Look <laughs> yep, at that. Great. <laughs> oh, Maryland, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State are all really good. Great. You know who's not bad? Purdue, Indiana, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Uh, the conference is awesome again. So, yeah. oh, Penn State, they're good too now. What the yeah, hell? they are. Yep. Penn State's good. Um. <laughs> Yeah, dang. How'd they lose to Mississippi, though? Freaking yeah, freaking Nittany Lions. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about how this team's playing. And something that's not being talked about enough for obvious reasons. Um, this team, you, you just sort of mentioned it. The adversity they've gone through. Like, their best player's brother died yes. a, a few weeks ago. Right, yeah. And and a brother who was also close with a lot uh, of the teammates, too. That was, yeah. that was the next thing I was saying, and I was going to say he's not just Cassius's brother. Zachary wasn't just Cassius's brother. He was close friends with the entire team. Yeah. Even, like, Rocket Watts and the guys who are, like, new to the program who haven't been around much. Like, still, the, the, the Winston family is very much part of the, this team uh, in terms of, like, a family dynamic that extends beyond Cassius. Mm-hmm. Um, for those kids who are 19 to 21 years old to go through that, especially having your best player be the one most directly impacted by it. Yeah. Um, to go through that and continue to play basketball. Um, that is really, really ridiculously unfair for them to have to do. And it's not like they have to do it, but they kind of got, no, yeah. you know, you know what I, like if Cassius just just stepped away from basketball, I wouldn't say a damn, like, okay, whatever you have be to do. be pretty understandable. Yeah. Whatever you have to do, but that's not what's going to happen, right? There's, there's sort of this, I'm sure, a sense of obligation to keep going out there and playing. Mm-hmm. And so it's unfair just to have them being in the spot to have to keep playing basketball through heartache like that. But then to have the expectations of, well, you can't lose either. You gotta (laughs) go to Seton Hall and win. 
uh, after right. playing Kentucky. Then you got to go fly out to Hawaii and play three games in three days, and don't lose any of those either. Uh, and then when you get home from that, you get to play Duke, one of the best teams in the country. Um, not only is it an insane gauntlet of teams, it is absolutely insane. Like Cassius Winston, pregame, uh, it was either I think it was UCLA pregame against UCLA was like sitting in a pool of his own tears per Tom Tom Izzo. Like Tom Izzo had to get him up because like he was just sitting in his own tears and Izzo was like, all right, we got to get up and get moving or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. for that to be happening and for him to play the way he has, like anytime he has a down moment or down half a down game, it's totally excusable. We've seen enough from Cassius Winston to know the type of player he is. So when he goes out against Virginia Tech and scores and plays, you know, and produces like he normally doesn't, seven points on eight shots and just not turning the ball over and not playing well, that's totally understandable. And it's not talked about enough. It's like, oh, Michigan State lost to Virginia Tech. Well, like, yeah, their best player's brother died a couple weeks before that. He's been really sad uh, the entirety of the season. Everyone's kind of depressed about it, and uh, it's stupid that you would expect them to get over it and be functioning at 100% that quickly. Uh, that's all correct. Yeah, yeah. And, like, November basketball is already hard to really care about in its own. I mean... Yeah, I guess maybe not care about isn't the word to use because we all know I'll be losing my mind during the game uh, against Duke tonight, but it really doesn't matter when that's all thrown into it too, you know? Like, okay, lost in November, okay, you live and you learn. We'll go out rest of the season, fix those things, whatever, but like when you throw this into it too, it's like, man, you really can't. I I don't know, like I don't think you can take that much away from the games. No. Um, so... Yeah, when when he's crying, sitting in a pool of tears before games, maybe don't try to extrapolate out from that and take that as a greater sample size of his entire career, Big Ten Player of the Year, Consensus All-American. Like Maybe that history means a little bit more, and you could probably bet on that coming back around uh, at some point this season, probably just because he's uh, an insanely tough incredible person, incredible basketball player, sooner rather than later. Like yeah. we've, we've already seen it flashes. Um, it's just, you know, there's been games mixed in where he just hasn't been uh, him his total self, and that goes for really the, the entire team. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to throw, like, dude, regular people, not that they're not regular, but just like and someone who's just working a 9-to-5, who's an adult, whose sibling passes away or a close family member passes away, a parent passes away, like, you can spend weeks, a month, months, multiple months in just like a mm-hmm. haze, right? Just like Sure. Yeah, totally. Your world has been rocked, tragedy, trauma, and you're just everything is framed through that and nothing feels right or normal for a long time. Um and so I think we need to sort of extend that to to this team, to Cassius Winston and everyone else, and just kind of let them work through it. Because I, I think they will. I think the, the family unit, the love is so strong within that group that they'll get through it. But it's understandable that sometimes they're not going to play the basketball uh, the best that they possibly can. Because maybe they're just not getting in as good a practice. They're not sleeping as well as they need to be. They're not always hungry. Their appetite's not great. A million other things that go along with that stuff. 
it's not all 100% locked in right now for good reason. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, just wanted to get that out there. We're running long. Let's get our uh, our tomorrow's takes out there, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Uh, do you have one you want to lead off with? So is this a take after MSU wins, or is it after MSU loses? It's whatever you think. Like, predict the headline. Predict what we'll be talking about tomorrow. What, What's going to be the hot what, buzz? What, uh, will okay. you, what will you be tweeting after the game? Oh, what I'll be tweeting. Okay, well, first, this is what other people are going to tweet. Uh, <laughs> if MSU loses, uh, they are going to well, say, no, no, oh. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 what? I don't want if MSU loses or if MSU wins. I want what do you think is going to happen in the form of a take. Here, I'll go first. Holy crap. Xavier Tillman is back. Oh, my God. Wow, okay. I was not expecting that. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I think, and now my chest hurts. I think I Xavier that. Tillman has looked a little bit better the last couple of games. Georgia, UCI, a little bit more aggressive. Okay, bit, against Vernon Carey, too? Like, I know. This that's the game what I'm we're, saying. We're going with? That's what I'm wow. saying. Okay. Big challenge. He stepped up with big challenges before. I think he's going to play solid defense. I think he's okay. going to block some shots. I think he's going to make Carey's life difficult. I think he's going to be more aggressive getting to the rim in the pick and roll. I think he's going to hit some, uh, you know, a shot from outside, maybe a couple threes, get to the free throw line, hit his free throws. I think we're just going to get an all-around solid Xavier Tillman game, and everyone's going to be like, all right, I think he's turned the corner, and he's settling into this, you know, this new role for him. He's not a six-man anymore. He's a number two on a team that needs to, Compete for a national championship. That's a big jump in expectations. I think he's going to start taking a, a big step towards meeting those expectations this game. That's how you do it. Okay. Well, I, I, I can't do that. Um, I'm going to try my best, though. <sighs> okay. You ready for this? Ready. Um, Aaron, Aaron Henry makes himself clear as the far and away number two on this team, oh. I think, after tomorrow. Or after tonight, rather. So give me yeah. that in a take. That's a lame take. Aaron oh, I don't Hen- think it was that lame. Say Aaron Henry is a lottery pick. Aaron Henry, top five pick, <laughs> right in front of Anthony Edwards. That that bum who couldn't <laughs> score in the first half against Michigan State. That's right. I said it. <laughs> am, I doing, am, I, am I doing a good job so far? A little too far, but explain your take. <sighs> okay. Well, I, I, I just kind of like this matchup for Aaron Henry, too. Okay. And I feel like he's really coming into his own. Yeah. As obviously, you know, he got a good amount of starts last year. Um, really wasn't relied on, but I feel like the amount that MSU is relying on this year, I think he's pretty comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't hate the matchup that he's getting uh, tonight against Duke. I think Till, I, I think I think Tillman kind of struggles again, but because it's a tough matchup. I mean, he's going against Carey, who could be a top ten pick. I mm-hmm. I don't think that's a, a, mm-hmm. a crazy take. Um, so that's kind of where I stand with it. Okay. Um, now I could also see people having the take. Uh, oh, last year's win against uh, Duke was a fluke because Izzo, here he is, losing again, and what's his record against Coach K? Two and whatever. And to which I will say, who cares? It's, I don't care about his record against Coach K. It's not it's the awesome. game. Stop playing your own game. You just want to get that take out there. We had 35 minutes where you could have said that. I, no, 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 no. This situation was never presented. We never presented the what if MSU loses uh, disaster scenario. It's not a disaster scenario. No, it'll be fine. My dog is barking because she's unhappy with your take. She's oh, stuck under the table. All right. um, real quick, we need to go. This is a long show. Um, Aaron Henry offensive numbers. You ready for these? Sure. 
His offensive rating is 126.9. That is 94th best in the country. Uh, Gabe Brown, by the way, is 42nd best in the country. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, His effective field goal percentage, 64.1. True shooting percentage, 66.9. He is 263rd in block percentage. He is way, way down there in fouls called. He's very good at not fouling people. He's 400th in free throw percentage or free throw percentage of making them, which is, you know, pretty solid. He's 78%, 246th in two point percentage and 122nd in three point percentage. Um, Aaron Henry has been really good. He needs to be that good for more minutes and more possessions and more, um, more shots. Lottery pick. If it, it, like if those numbers keep, it's early. It's very early. But if a wing, someone like Aaron Henry, a six six wing who can defend, can shoot forty five percent from three, shoots around sixty percent from two, and eighty four percent from the free throw line on good volume, um, yeah, lottery pick uh, is a real thing. He just needs to be better on the glass. That's that's the spot where he's got to be better. Yeah. All right, Matt. That's the end of the okay, show. Okay, well. That's the end of the show. Oh, quick one. All right. Quick one. Um, All right. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of this game. Hopefully, Michigan State can get a win. We can talk about some fun things. Um, and we've got a mailbag out, by the way. Send us questions um, on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores at Sheehan underscore sports. You can also email LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. And if you follow us on there, we'll be retweeting and tweeting out asking for questions. I think we'll do that for like Friday's show or something. Cool. Um, so, yeah, send us questions. I want to get Stephen Brooks on as well to do a football season recap. Uh, and we've had a lot of people say like, oh, we keep talking about, you know, firing coaches and they need to replace some staff, yada, yada, yada. Who are some potential replacements? Um, we'll do some of that stuff here later in the week. Maybe not talk specific guys yet because – we don't know who's going to, like, do they need a new OC? Do they need a new quarterback coach? Whatever. But we will kind of start creeping into that uh, so long as we don't get any news. And I don't think we'll get any news because uh, Michigan State's going to evaluate. They're just evaluating forever, Matt. I'm leaving this podcast upset. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> All right. That's the plan for the rest of the week. Thanks so much for joining us. Holy crap, this was a long episode. I'm just looking at the time. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Matt, take us home. Go green. I'm a little nervous about this game, but go green. We got this. It's in the bag. It's 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 not in the bag, actually. I I I, I don't know what it is. <laughs>